welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for April 26. My name is John Mason. Thank you for joining us. Elections and the resulting political discourse remind us how much most people long for a leader who will bring us justice and peace, protection and prosperity. However, on every occasion our aspirations are dashed as leaders reveal their flaws and failures and self-interest. No one proves to be the ideal leader. Let me suggest there's one exception. Jesus, who said, I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Many today view shepherds through rose-tinted lenses, imagining them with faithful dogs caring for the sheep on grassy hillsides. The reality is that the shepherds of ancient Israel lived dangerous lives. And because sheep were the equivalent of money in the bank today, shepherds had to contend not only with marauding animals, but also with thieves and armed robbers. Every village had their banks, sheepfolds, with their door and security guard. In John chapter 10, Jesus twins the images of door or gate and good shepherd when he says, He who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And in verse 7 he says, Truly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. And in verse 10, I am the good shepherd. Shepherds were usually poor and often treated as outcasts, and yet they played an essential part in the life of Israel. Israel's kings were described as shepherds. King David, the greatest of the Old Testament kings, had been brought from shepherding sheep to shepherd God's people, Israel. It was not only the kings who were called shepherds, but also the religious leaders. In Ezekiel chapter 34 we read that when they abused their position and failed their spiritual duty, God declared that he himself would shepherd his people. Indeed, Ezekiel chapter 34 verses 1 through 31 echoes Psalm 23 as it speaks of God himself as the shepherd of his people. A millennium after David, 
Jesus says that he is the door and the good shepherd. As the good shepherd, he brings together shepherd as a metaphor for the Messiah and the theme of death. False messiahs took the lives of men and women. The true Messiah gives life to men and women, and the life he gives is life for the full, but it comes only at the cost of his own life. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, Jesus says, I lay down my life for the sheep. We begin to see what Jesus means when he says he is the good shepherd. He's not a do-gooder, for they tend to be more interested in themselves and what others think of them. This good shepherd is willing to take our death from our shoulders and bear it himself. And that's what he means when he says he is the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. He didn't die just to prove how much he loved us. He died to save us from death itself. Furthermore, eternal life in biblical terms is not an existence that goes on and on. Rather, it's the expression and intensification of the very best experiences we enjoy in life now. Jesus is not interested in the quantity of life, but in the quality of life. An underlying theme we often miss in John chapter 10 is the distinction that Jesus makes concerning his goal and his method compared with those who went before him and would come after him. Jesus was not a political Messiah. In John chapter 10 verse 8 Jesus says, All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, they will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The thieves and robbers were the false messiahs, the political activists of Jesus' day. In their endeavours to free Israel from Roman rule, they used violence in various forms. But Jesus charts a very different path in the cause of real life and true freedom. As the door, he is the only one who has the right to open the gate of heaven and have the title Messiah. As the good shepherd, he has given his life to open the way to freedom and joy of God's long-promised kingdom. When we consider these words of Jesus here, we discern their application in our 21st century world. The only real hope of freedom and life the progressive materialist has to offer is some kind of embodiment of Karl Marx's classless society. According to Marx, people could only find real happiness if they freed themselves from the imperialism of economic oppression and exploitation. Only then would the hostilities between races and nations be resolved and humanity be able to develop its full potential. But don't be misled, Jesus is saying. These people have come to steal. They have no respect for personal property or enterprise. They have come to kill. They don't value human life. Think of the millions who died under the 20th century revolutionary movements led by Lenin and Stalin, Hitler and Mao, Pol Pot and Idi Amin. 
And to what end? No perfect, peaceful and just society has emerged. I am the Good Shepherd, Jesus says. Have you personally heard the voice of the Good Shepherd through the Scriptures? And having heard it, do you trust Him with your life and follow Him? That is what He calls us to, a life of discipleship, a life with a people who respond to His call. I can't tell you where that life may leave. I cannot say that life will be a bed of roses or that all your problems will evaporate overnight. But one thing I can promise, because Jesus, the Good Shepherd, promises it, you'll find his leadership perfectly satisfies all your longings. Only those who truly turn to him will find true life and liberty. They alone find true deliverance. They are saved. They alone find true fulfilment. They find satisfying pasture. If we want to find true freedom, deep satisfaction and real life, we need to turn to Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, who carried not a gun, but a cross. So let me pray. Almighty God, you alone can order the unruly wills and passions of sinful men and women. Help us so to love what you command and desire what you promise, that among the many and varied changes of this world our hearts may surely there be fixed, where true joys may be found. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. People involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, and April Marks, a member of Christ Church Presbyterian, San Francisco. The prayers are from an Australian prayer book, 1978. The opening and closing music is from St Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney, under the direction of Ross Cobb. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.